0: Hi guys. Welcome to another episode of The Shift with Elena God. In this episode, I talk with Rebecca Pennepinto. She is so many different things and probably one of the most fascinating people I have met. She is in um, cyber kind of, um, uh, sorry, not cyber, cloud sales. She is um, a, a person that runs Spartan races for Fun between 15 to 30 every year. She's also a drummer and she actively participates in a band. She is a traveler and just the person who has created this life and career and passions around the things that she enjoys and just super interesting person to chat with. So we really talked about all these different interests she has, her career, how she got about it, how she manages and balances it all. I think you will find her super interesting. Her story is inspiring. I walked away from this conversation feeling super inspired and just getting you know, ready to, to move on with some of the things that I've been sitting on a, as a person and just all the things that I've been wanting to do. She's super motivating and inspiring just by listening to her
1: story. So check it out.
0: Rebecca, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I've so been looking forward to this
0: too you know I really love when I get to meet awesome people and uh, that's why I love the the world of online as much as I love the in-person stuff but it's like you know we would have never connected if all these things didn't exist and LinkedIn and all that stuff so it's really really cool to to be talking to you when we initially started chatting and Um, we were talking about podcasting but then I realized that you have such a story behind just who you are and what you do and you where you have such a dynamic personality and so I I really want to touch base on all of these things throughout our conversation so let's start with just you know how do you go from being a professional drummer to then uh, tech uh, you know being in tech where's the connection how did that happen
1: well I still do play drums yes it's just semi-professionally now which is fine um honestly some of the decision process of making the change was financially driven anyway but long story short was living full-time in Nashville trying to be a rock star and at 21 I accomplished that I was found by an individual on YouTube who herself had been discovered by another individual on YouTube who had jump-started her career and so she gave me a really cool shot to Open for this artist I had grown up listening to in front of about 10,000 people. Problem was, I got paid only $150. So I woke up the next day and was like, Yeah, this is not working. I was at the time still finishing my undergrad, working as a nanny, and was like, If this is it, like the high was incredible. Signing autographs till 3 a.m. was amazing, but I got paid more per day as a nanny. So I was like, Yeah, got to pivot, put this in the hobby bucket. I need to get back on the, the career path, make sure I get my degree taken care of, and then I get my first job out of college. So I literally took to Google. This has been a lot of my life, and I searched best paying jobs in Nashville. And what do you know? Healthcare IT was number one. So I said, well, that's it. I'm going to do healthcare IT. And I got my first ever paid internship with HCA, Hospital Corporation of America, the number one employer in Nashville to be a healthcare IT project manager. And there it started.
0: Wow, that's amazing. You know, what, what I love about that is that um, I also went through some, I was like, okay, what's like a cool, what's a cool major? But I have, come. I've changed majors five times during my bachelor's because I couldn't for the love of me, passed the classes necessary for the majors that were like trendy. So kudos to you for like, I'm gonna do this and actually doing it. So I always admire that. Um. So then you, you. somehow kind of shifted towards cybersecurity and cloud strategies, right? So how did that, how, what, what, you know, and that's a pretty hot and trendy field right now. So how did you end up going into that?
1: Yeah, so first it was just a pivot from project management to sales. That kind of had to come together Initially, for me to figure out what my skill set was and the bigger impact I could make in the market, being a project manager, just the kind of go between, you know, uh, notes taker, follow up person wasn't really my thing. I wanted to be doing deals. And so it was through a music connection, actually, a CEO of a tech startup who said, Hey, you have the intangible for sales. Come sell for me and I will teach you the rest. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So the project management thing was only really the first year of my career. Next thing I knew, I was an enterprise account executive and I was selling. Initially selling mobility solutions. Then I went to sell just pure enterprise software development, outsourcing, things like that, up until about four and a half years ago with my relocation to New York when I got specifically into cloud technology and around that being really focused on the cyber impact and security because that's such a big piece of getting a lot of these deals done is making Mm. these customers comfortable with how they're gonna be able to stay secure within a cloud or a hyperscaler environment. Uh, so it's all kind of naturally just happened based on a lot of relationships and people seeing something in me and saying, Hey, you can do this. Hey, I have this opportunity. And then me being excited enough about it to get engaged, take the job, start doing the deals and making bigger impacts with different CIOs, CTOs, CISOs that I like to engage with. Honestly, my favorite thing is doing business with people I like. So when mm-hmm. I find customers and people that I want to do business with and do deals with, I just give them that much more time and attention to be able to do really cool things to together.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty neat. And I think also with your background in music and performance, essentially, that probably also made you really good with people in general. You felt comfortable, right? And it's also a nice kind of combo for the tech world because a lot of times you have the salespeople, but then you have like purely sales or purely like techies. And it seems like you, you have a nice combination of both. How, has, how do you feel music and that creative part has helped you besides what, what I just mentioned?
1: Well, it's helped heavily with the side projects and the other things I do outside of my day job, which we'll talk more about today. But I think especially what people love is when you do things outside of work and when you are dynamic. So in most cases it served me really well to be the girl drummer because I'm memorable. Just the other day I was sending follow-up to a prospect and they wanted my YouTube link. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Hey, here's my YouTube videos. They're 10 years old now, but now I'm, you know, Rebecca, the drummer girl, Mm -hmm. and it helps with some personal branding and just makes you different, gives you something to talk about. And the more I've talked about what I do within the music industry, the more I realize a lot of these tech people are musicians and musically inclined as well. So that adds another element to this connection and people like to do business with people. They like people, they have things in common with. So it's just common ground. And again, I think it makes me memorable. It's hard to forget. And it just, it livens up a conversation, so you're not just there to negotiate a contract, but there's a relationship and a foundation and some fun brought into the business environment.
0: Mm-hmm. And not that it's not enough, but on top of everything that you're doing, you also do Spartan races.
1: Yes, right? which I'm is like a whole to Greece other... next week.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So that's that's amazing. So I mean, it's like it's totally different. Like just three totally different things: tech, music, and then Spartan. Why? How did you get into that?
1: So the craziest thing though that I realized is Spartan or what I call OCR obstacle course racing is a lot like drumming for me and from what I get out of it because when I drum I am able to shut off a lot of channels and a lot of noise and be focused on the moment on what I'm performing and giving to my band and to the song for three minutes and 30 seconds. And my whole body is engaged. And like, I am the most focused when I'm literally doing something with every single one of my limbs, plus playing to a metronome, plus maybe singing along. I'm extremely focused. Well, the same thing happens when I'm on a race course. My phone is in my pack or even left in the car. I'm completely in my body, completely engaged with the goal and the task at hand though it's probably gonna be you know, two to three hours versus just a three and a half minute song. But I'm in, completely engrossed in that moment in my body and I'm focused and accomplishing a singular goal that is extremely satisfying. So in the instance with Spartan, you end every obstacle course race jumping over a fire. And usually I've got my own little pose for it. And it's so satisfying because you just got beat down, exhausted, used every ounce of energy in your body for two and a half, three hours. And then you jump this fire pit and you get to celebrate together. And it's just an incredible experience that we all have as a community.
0: Yeah that's amazing. Obstacle races are so so much fun and I'm curious how just I want to ask just one follow up question on that because I'm I'm really intrigued by this. Um what is your training like? So it's just I, I understand it's like a lifestyle, right? But is there something you do like intensely before like now you said you're going to Greece I think in a couple of weeks. So is there mm-hmm. like a what's the regimen that you typically follow?
1: Well thankfully I have a coach that helps heavily with ongoing programming. I'm not always amazing at making it happen every day because we all have lives and day jobs, but typically we're building towards what my next race is. And I'm getting programming every day to help me work towards that goal. It's got a running component or just overall cardio. It's got weightlifting and it's got working on things like grip and different elements of the obstacles that I'm going to encounter when I'm on the course. But the best training is just the races. So thankfully at the beginning of the year, I've got a clean slate to make my race plan and by you know, race three, I may be at a certain capacity, but but by race 15, it's a whole nother ball game. And they just get easier and easier as the year goes on. And then yeah. my, my physique typically is changing and I'm stronger by the end of the year. And I just then reset that the following year.
0: How many, So you do about 15 a year?
1: This year, that's where I'm at. Last year, I actually did double, but I'm going international that's more than um, just yeah. US based now. So it's less races, but more epic places.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That that's so exciting. I mean, it's just um, uh. I mean, I I, I think also there's there's something I'm curious. How, I mean, I, I I don't. It's a biased question because i I'm, I already know your answer, but I already feel like I'm gonna know your answer. But I, I I have this theory where there's there's a complete um kind of connection between how the level of success in somebody's career and their physical fitness, because again, like performance, like, you know, the focus, the creativity, the resilience, I'm sure all of that feeds into everything else that you do in the corporate side of the the house, right? Have you, like, would you say that's uh, relevant for you?
1: Oh, hundred percent. I come back on a Monday morning feeling so much more ready to dominate <laughs> in a deal and whatever I need to accomplish mm-hmm. when I've gotten my energy out all weekend in a different capacity. When I've been in my body, when I've had this just different environment, uh, that it just it changes, clears your mind. Your mindset helps you realize you can accomplish a lot more than you think your body is capable of. Um, and I think when it comes down to any human being, I've always had great mentors and friends who have said you can get a pretty good idea about a person and about how they feel about themselves, how they feel about life, based on their level of fitness, because you earn self-respect and work on the relationship you have personally, when you are investing in your health and fitness, and that's all kinds of different aspects, your sleep, your diet, meditation, not just going to the gym, that you can really understand how a person is with their holistic health, when you can see that they focus on these different areas and are able to bring that to uh, whatever environment that they're looking to be successful in. Because if your mind is muddy from other situations, even just your diet, you're going to be weaker in performance in certain areas that you may not even realize were correlated.
0: Yeah, that that's such an excellent point. Yeah, it's it's also connected and um yeah, I'm 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 a huge huge fan of just physical fitness and how it can help us in our careers and with everything that we're dealing with as people. And then I'm sure for you also it has fed into other areas like the Rebecca Penapinto project. So talk to me about that and what inspired you and to, to start it first of all, but then also how did it help you grow professionally and personally?
1: Yeah, it has been so much fun. I will say my podcast slash video cast, I like to call it as well is a labor of love. It's way more work than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And it doesn't always have the return on investment that you expect from a show because You know, you just think people go viral every day and that's not really the case. Um, But it's been huge for me to learn more about who I am, who I want to be, just to stretch myself in different creative ways, to stretch myself in um, even just overcoming fears of being in front of people. Even though I'm presenting constantly to people, you can feel in a safe little bubble sometimes when you're just talking about the content on the PowerPoint slide. But when you're expressing different ideas and looking at things creativity, cre- creatively and um, just tackling topics that you don't in your day-to-day, it stretches you and you start to learn more about yourself and the environment and the community. And it's just been really cool to see the shift in the response of people I do business with, even if like I don't feel like they're watching all the time. And you, know, you get hung up on the metrics and you know, views and all these things, but when you get caught off guard and, you know, somebody saw an episode from a while ago because they knew this person or they just hired this person and they send me a note to say, Hey, that was really cool. Thanks for highlighting this person in this light. That's really exciting. And you're like, Oh, people are watching and they're starting to see me also as like a trusted advisor versus Mm -hmm. just a salesperson. And that's been huge to just see, People receive me differently and see that I can do all these other things beyond just contract X, Y, Z with them. But I can help MC their events, do public mm. speaking, help, you know, just get a bigger audience for whatever they're looking to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's it's like almost like when you get that message, I'm sure it just feels like, like, okay, it's worth it. Like whatever it is that I'm doing, it's worth the investment. And, uh, and you're right, it does um it does create this other kind of side to that human side that I think oftentimes and especially in corporates and business we we miss and it's almost like and and uh particularly in in the states I've noticed I lived in the Middle East so people that are just a little bit more different a little bit more personal in the U.S. it's very much um it's much harder to break those barriers it's not as natural as in other parts of the world at least in, in my experience and I think that through these activities that you're doing in different projects it allows for that kind of the barriers to go down without you actually doing it with that person directly, but it's almost like an indirect effect. So I would imagine that's probably, that probably helps. Um, So uh, what piece of advice would you give emerging tech professionals that are looking to kind of, you know, um, either make a significant impact in the industry or get into the type of work? Like what what would you advise a Gen Z (laughs) that's coming out Mm -hmm. of university? Like, what would you say to them?
1: Oh, I think even a little bit further to my nieces and nephews who are just five and six Mm. and thinking about what their future is going to look like and what their career is going to look like. And um, the main thing is just be out and open to being exposed to ideas, mentorship, communities, and allowing people to guide you and give their opinions and influence. So many people, and I've done this myself, are so concerned about, people's opinions or people trying to push you down one path or you know to do xyz you've got to get this degree and do this and and just thinking it's a linear path and you and I both know it's not Mm -hmm. um so by I mean today with the access you have to LinkedIn and communities on even just like Instagram and discord and slack just getting yourself exposed to those which many of them are Mm -hmm. free and meeting people and having conversations and being curious about what people have made careers out of, what people have learned and opening yourself up to their opinions and their influence, though it's not fun and they may or may not be wrong. I've always benefited from hearing somebody's perspective on my life, my situation, my problem and go like, oh, I may not agree with their solution to my problem, but they just helped me think about my problem in a different way to Mm -hmm. start to solution it the way that is going to be effective for me to be successful and to pursue you know, expanding my audience in XYZ way or you know, kick off a newsletter and these different things I want to do that I feel like I'm stuck in a rut until I just start talking to people who make it less scary and intimidating by just throwing out their ideas and their opinions and maybe even an experience or two that they've had.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like to think of it as like everybody has different different thoughts and ideas, and there's you know, and every every conversation I feel is valuable if people are willing to see it as valuable. And then it's up to you what kind of decisions and outcomes you want to take out from from those conversations. But I think it's just like you said, just even hearing people speak, and then it's like, oh, okay, I get that, or it's like, well, no, that doesn't speak to me, but good point on X, Y, and Z. And also when we're speaking, usually the minute we open our mouth, it's like, huh not really sure if that makes sense to what I just said. And so it's like, it's like, you know, it's like one of those things. Um, and I think there's a lot of reflection in that. Um, so you've also been, you lived in Tennessee. Is that where you, where you, what's your, where where did you grow up in which area?
1: So I claim Tennessee is home, but mm-hmm. I was born in Phoenix. However, since I moved to Nashville at 19 and spent a solid 10 years involved mm-hmm. in the community playing music, it feels like home to me, so I still spend a lot of time in Nashville as well as New York City.
0: And when you moved to New York, or I guess the 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 question would be, if you would have stayed in Nashville, do you think, like, do you think cities, in particular, the career that you've chosen in cyber and kind of cloud technologies and these sort of things, do you think it's it's a similar scene in Tennessee versus New York, or do you feel like being in New York City has really kind of expanded those interests and in networks and so on?
1: So the thing I've learned the most about spending time in the Big Apple is that it changed me and the way I approached my career more than any exposure or advanced opportunities or relationships, because I already was going to do business there at least once a quarter, and then you add COVID to everything, like everybody's so dispersed, Mm. actually being in the heart of the craziness uh, doesn't make a ton of change. But what it's done for me is make me just dream bigger and push myself. Mm. Part of me starting my show was like, I wanted to do bigger things because I'm now in a bigger market. And Mm. it helped me just think bigger, push bigger and let go of some of these walls I had kind of self-imposed if that makes sense and now I actually I split my time almost 50 50 um, because there's a lot of incentives to doing that so I'm not in the city as frequently as I was at one point but when I'm there I still do feel this reinvigoration of my own self-motivation funny enough and it has very little to do with the community and the people I'm interacting with because in a lot of cases Nashville has just great just as great of accounts to call on, just as great of people. And a lot of people that are actually willing to do a lot more to open doors for you. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of times New Yorkers can be a little bit more closed and, and you know self-oriented. So it's funny, it all just depends on how you approach the people in the situation. And for me, I just realized the different impact it has to how I see myself in the world and how I present myself in the world based on my locale, which is why I like to travel in general. Mm -hmm. I like to go to different countries. I like to go be in San Francisco for two weeks to a month, a year, because it just makes me think different, approach things different, learn Mm -hmm. people and, you know, make some interesting connections that may or may not be relevant to me down the road.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I do tend to, agree. I also try to travel as much as I can, like, you know, every couple of months and so on. And, um and it's, it's, it's like, even when I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, maybe I should just stay home this season or et cetera. But then I remember the feeling of like, every time you travel, it almost re re energizes you in different ways. And, no matter where you are, even if you go like I was to go, you don't have to travel internationally, you can go to the next state, drive to the next state. Like I remember I had like a a, a, um, a work engagement like in Pennsylvania, you know, which is just like a couple, you know, like the most boring, like uh, no offense to 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 Hanover, Pennsylvania, but like a very manufactured, like very small town, you know, and I was just, I was like, you know, but just being, getting out of your area sparks something i don't know what it does i don't know if it's the what i don't know whatever people believe in if it's the energy if it's the, the the earth i don't know what it is but there is there is definitely magic in being in these different places and interacting with different people um uh how do you balance all of that though like you have your music you have your sports you have your uh tech career um and you know travel like how do you how do you maintain all that
1: oh that's a great question <laughs> and it's a learning process every day Um, but it takes a lot of planning at the beginning of every year. I'm usually planning my year out, at least from a, like what I want to accomplish with my Spartan race, what I want to accomplish with my career and what I'm going to do with music. Um, so there's a little bit of at least a loose plan early on in the year, especially for communicating it with like my trainer and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm at least thinking a quarter or two out of where I'm going to be, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish. Um. But the reality is, is I have to always put my health first, sleep, diet always can use work for me, but also working out, like that has to happen for me first thing, or a lot of times my day can be shot and then all my goals are gonna go out the window. So being routine in a lot of areas, especially around how I design my week and how I design my mornings, helps me make sure that all these goals I've got stacked, at least get touched throughout the day and the week. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to balance, There's a really incredible podcaster that I adore named Ramit Sethi. And he has this idea of teaching people to be rich. Literally, the show is called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Mm -hmm. And he's all about building your rich life. And the reality is there's no right or wrong answer in career, in happiness, in all these different things that we're always chasing. It's like, what do you want? And Mm so for me, my rich life is still working really hard, crushing my goals at work, but running a Spartan every other weekend, if I can, mm-hmm. and releasing a new EP with my band this year, which is a cool goal that we accomplished and traveling to these different markets to be more open-minded and to do different deals and meet different people because it's ultimately my life and I can make it whatever I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm being smart about finding my own fulfillment and purpose within it all, I don't feel like there's a wrong answer and like, You know, a lot of times I do too much and I'm sick and then I'm out for a week, which really stinks. I'm like, oh, bummer. I was burning the candle on both ends, but it's like, you know what? I was having fun. It was happy. I'll get smarter next time. Make sure I get a little more sleep and just continue moving towards all these big goals because we're on a long timeline that there's no pressure that I have to like make XYZ happen by the time I'm 40. It's like I just need to be fulfilled and happy by 40 and mm-hmm. get there the way that makes sense for me
0: mm, that is very wise and uh you know I, I mean as you, you're just as you're speaking I was like yes you know and I'm like I feel now you got me thinking I'm like what do I want and and so on and and it's um it's a hard question for a lot of people that I think that's the thing right because we are so conditioned and we almost made feel guilty for wanting this rich life, whatever that looks like. I, I also very much like Ramid as a as kind of the content creator and putting all that information out there. and i and and it it's 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 seems simple, but for many people, it's so scary. And I think that, um you know it's just so scared to go out of your typical day and and to try to do something different and try to step out of the comfort zone I think that's very difficult for people to do but I think once they do it becomes so addicting and then you're like wow like why haven't I figured out before so the fact that you've figured it out and you're like living this you know um it's 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 phenomenal really it's very inspiring so kudos to you for um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, this is the biggest issue I see with a lot of clients that I work with. You know, it's, um, it's these simple questions we don't address. It's these questions that we know the answers to, but we're afraid, you know, there's imposter syndrome, there's insecurities, there's so many things that are in our heads as humans. Um, and, um, and it's, you described it perfectly. It's just like pausing and be like, what is it that you want? You know, so, so kudos mm-hmm. to you for, 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 for being there and, and, you know, and, and, and living, living that um out of all the countries you've been to so far for spartan or even within the u.s what has been your favorite do you have so a favorite? the best
1: spartan i've done so far was honolulu hawaii for sure my best pictures and everything because we literally mm-hmm. ran through jurassic park i was dead oh, nice. last in my age group and had no problem because i had a picture at every movie site <laughs> along that course it was <laughs> so cool um that one was super memorable and epic from a u.s perspective um, but then man aruba is a cool place yeah. to spend some time to one of my best just solo vacations it was in the last couple of years was aruba sitting on the beach super windy there but doing all the different outdoor activities scuba diving and just the people were really cool in aruba That that is a place i will go back to just decompress time and time again
0: Nice. So you have the Greece uh, race coming up. Uh, what else are you excited about for the next? I don't know, three to six months. Mm-hmm.
1: Band's EP comes out Friday. I'm happy to share those links with you. Yeah, uh, I have an indie rock band that is Brooklyn based. We're releasing our EP, which is really really fun. Um, but then the new year, I've got a whole. New effort I'm launching around my public speaking initiatives for helping get more women into STEM. And I can't tell you all of the details of it, but there's an element of incorporating my drumming and maybe a drum solo or two into helping encourage women to be confident in their careers and confident in entering into technology. So I've got a whole speech I've been working on and some groups that I'm going to debut it with in the spring. So stay tuned
0: keep me posted amazing amazing I'm definitely going to share all that as well with the audience so where can you hang where do you hang out where can people get in touch with you where they can find you
1: so I'm very active on LinkedIn so if you want to find me on LinkedIn I am an easy DM away shoot me a note connection request like no hesitation there. Uh, but also my website is a great place to visit as well. It's just rebeccapanapinto.com. And that has links to YouTube and Instagram, as well as LinkedIn, all the different places where you can find the content that I share through my podcast and videocast.
0: Sounds good. And I'll make sure to share all that in the show notes for those that are listening and driving, maybe can't write it down right now. And the last question I have for you is what is one question you wish people would ask themselves more often?
1: I love this question, and I will say I'm an offender at not doing this myself, uh, <laughs> and so I have to correct it constantly. But anytime I'm in a situation, especially because a lot of times at sales, as salespeople, you're looking for your win, your success in a situation, and so you approach things with what's in it for me, and I am constantly guilty of walking into a scenario, a conversation of like, okay, well, but what's in this for me? And almost protective of like, I need this to be worth my time. I need this to respect my skill set, And it's got to be something in it for me, or it's just not worth it. And I have to catch myself when I do that because I need to stop and ask, what can I add value to in this situation? What can I bring to the situation? Give and then I'll get. Mm -hmm. And then when I start to change that mindset, I'm just so much more helpful. Um, I'm so much more fulfilled in the interaction and I don't leave it feeling void or feeling like, well, that was a waste of time. Mm. Instead, I can be like, well, hey, at least I helped this person accomplish this. They thought I'm valuable. They'll come back to me for this. I just added value. I made an impact. And the fruit from that will likely be tenfold down the road. I can't see that far down the road. But at least I wasn't so small-minded to be transactional and just like trying to pull the most I could for myself in 30 minutes because that just sucks the energy out of the room.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a powerful mind shift for sure, and it's yeah, you yeah, I can see how you can probably feel feel that impact right away because it's just yeah, it's uh, going in with that mindset, you're always going to get something out of it, and uh, and if, you know, and maybe part of it is just being able to add that value, right? So I think just that, if anything, you'll get a more pleasant interaction, as you said, and I, I appreciate that very much. It's um, uh, it's 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 a powerful one. It's a great one. Rebecca I am sure we're going I'm I'm going to make sure actually that at some point either in New York or in Tennessee I come and see you live number 1 maybe if I'm lucky I'm to young. be able to, to, to if I'm lucky to be able to uh, uh, get in the Spartan race and get my myself in uh, in in conditioning space to be able to do that I will one day um, maybe join you. So keep me posted about where you're going to be doing your Come on, races. Yeah. At, seriously. Um, but I very much appreciate your time. You're a very interesting person. Um, really, I look forward to watching, um, watching your journey and just following you and staying in touch with you. It's, it's been great. Thank you.
1: You are fabulous. So excited to get to know you better and have you on my show here soon, too.